You're listening to Bricks and Clicks, presented by MarketScale, with your host, Jennifer Kalo Ruskin. Welcome to Bricks and Clicks. Today I'm joined by my husband, Derek, and I'm so excited to have him on the show. By day, he hosts a three-hour sports talk radio show called The Ruskin and Zach Show, all about Arkansas sports. By night, he helps me wrangle our two kids and Timmy, our long-haired dachshund. He supports me as I run a multi-million dollar business, my team and clients, and has made more Walmart sample drop-offs for me than I'm betting any man in Northwest Arkansas. Derek, welcome to the podcast. Derek says hi. Oh, oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, hi. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) At one point, Derek left his job in radio to come and work in the family business, and I'm using air quotes. And maybe we'll save that long and dramatic tale for another time. But as we were brainstorming ideas for our first podcast together, we both were totally turned off by the idea of having to make it all about business. Our worlds are so incredibly different. But we have one really powerful story that joined us together, and that's our story of learning to manifest the things that we wanted out of this lifetime together as a family. I think we should start at the beginning when the two of us met. Derek, why don't you set the stage for our listeners and viewers of the wild bachelors that you were, where you (laughs) lived, how you just did life? Yeah. Uh, Well, I would... uh... Sit, go to work and then go home and that was about it and there were dates in there sometimes but most of the times there weren't so um hold on and you don't mean dates like thanksgiving or january 30th you mean like, like hot like, dates like hot dates yes babe from time dates. to time but most of the time there weren't hot dates uh and so i would sit and um you know do nothing for hours and hours and eat and watch television and that was it worry about the next show that was about all of it <laughs> so did, so before you met me did you envision your entire life kind of being like this eat drink watch tv go to bed maybe have a date or two i don't know i don't know um i i don't know what i thought would happen i was in my let's see what was i it was like 20s I've done a lot of things before. I'm still pretty young for my profession. So I've got my own show on a radio at like 25. And I'm on television doing sports at like 23. And so on a big, on a fairly large platform. So I don't really know what I thought about what life would end up like. I thought I would just keep doing this and... That would be it. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So I want to make it clear for our listeners that you never played with manifesting before we met, right? No, no, I didn't know. Okay. But all along, I had been working on manifesting you. For years, I visualized what my perfect husband would be like, how he would treat me, how we'd treat my kids. He'd be compassionate and loving and kind and look at me like I was special and important all the things that I didn't have my entire adult life in my first relationship. So I'd like to stop and I guess tell my side of the story of how we met. So like I said, I've been manifesting my ideal husband for quite a while. (laughs) Isn't that funny? Even while I was married. 
we would, uh, my ex-husband and I, we would take the, tr- the kids to Disney World and they were really tiny. And on the first trip, um, I didn't have any kids. On the second trip, I had my first son. And I remember the entire time me thinking like, I'm just going to get divorced when I get home. I'm, I'm never <laughs> going to have to see this guy again. Like I can't handle living with this human anymore. I hate my life. And then went back to my regular life, business as usual. And of course, all the same crap kept coming up and then had baby number two. And that was the most fun trip to Disney World ever. You know, you know what, how good your relationship is when you do a 24 hour card ride with a three month old, a three and a half year old. And who else was there? Oh, we had a nanny at that point. Nanny Allie. Nanny Allie was there. And not only the entire time in the most fabulous, happy place on the planet, Disney World, (laughs) did I want to just slip my wrist in the bathroom, but um, all the way home as the baby was crying and we kept playing wheels on the bus nonstop (laughs) for 20 hours and Benadrilling up the children trying to get them to sleep for 10 hours, um, did I contemplate for a very long time on that ride, um, what I really, really wanted as a husband. So long story short, I've had a lot of time to think about this. How many possible crimes were committed on this trip that we're talking In about? In my mind? Yeah. Oh, you mean the Benadryl? Yeah. <laughs> I did plan multiple ways to kill him in his sleep, my husband. That sounds like a, a good episode there. <laughs> you know what I always thought? For a long time, I thought I would... Uh, end up with someone in the business, in the broadcasting business, because particularly when you do news, you're with these people all the time, uh, hours and hours, and it's and nobody understands the work patterns like they do. So that's what I thought. And then as I got into radio, and everybody I talked to on Earth wanted to talk about sports, I was like, you know what would be nice is if I went home and didn't have to do the show again for somebody, you know, <laughs> like the show happens and people hear it. And then I go home and it's like, I don't have to do the whole resuscitation again. So that was a change, I guess. When I was in the television side, I thought I would be with like a someone in television. And then in radio, I was like, I don't want to be with anybody that even if they, I don't even care if they like sports that matter. It doesn't matter. It's not important to me anymore. So I think in your own unique way, you were manifesting me all along because if well, obviously. anybody <laughs> knows me at all, I'm like, I love um, sports teams based on their outfits, which Derek yes. says is not called outfits. No, they're called uniforms. I like color schemes. But I like when you call them outfits. <laughs> funny though. I know nothing about sports. Um, and actually over the years, Derek has helped me really enjoy some of them, like love a baseball game with you. With beer and hot yes. dog. Like, there's nothing better on this whole planet. Yes. And one that. day we'll get to do that again. I Maybe. Know. <laughs> <sighs> but you've been to hockey with me. Uh, we've, been to, we've been to every sport. We have. We've been to football and basketball and hockey and baseball. And is that it? I think yeah, there's it. a few more obscure we've, ones we haven't done, no. like volleyball. We haven't done volleyball. No. No. Anyway. Or gymnastics. <laughs> or track and <laughs> that field. That would be so fun. <laughs> so I've learned to love sports. Okay, so back to the manifesting story. So yes. I had lots of time and lots of years to really focus on the kind of human that I wanted to have in my life immediately following post-divorce. 
And the second that I, for the final time, left my ex-husband and really moved out and decided there was no way I was ever going back, I decided to get on the dating websites. Oh, yes. Match.com. Yes. Yep, Match.com. And had some fast and furious dates. Like it was breakfast, lunch, dinner, coffee. I had multiple dates a day. I was like really set on, I'm going to find the, the, the next person fairly quickly. And I did. I, how many weeks was it maybe that before you and I met? I guess you don't know my timeline, but maybe, I don't know <laughs> maybe eight weeks, seven, six weeks in on my whole dating escapades. It was really funny because I went so fast at the beginning that I was quickly like, what the heck? Like, I don't want to be with any of these guys. And I have, Derek and I have not been on match now for what, almost eight years. So, I'm sure the dating apps have changed, but at that time you could put in your criteria, like not tall, dark and handsome, but like this kind of educational degree, this kind of yearly income, this kind of whatever. And to try to find, you know, I kept thinking like, especially when you're in church and they're like, you must be equally yoked, right? Like I kept thinking, I need to have- <laughs> Equally yoked? <laughs> yes. What is that? I don't know. It's a verse somewhere in there. <laughs> I felt like I needed to find more of my equal. Okay, so in comes Derek. So I go through all these matches, like I'm dating these suppliers in the Walmart community and having a really great time. But these guys, Derek, these guys are so jaded. And I'm sure you had some of this experience while you were dating on match. But you'd sit down across. And the first thing, because I'm new, I'm a newbie. You can tell me if this is not how you start a date. But I would be like, hey, Bob, so nice to meet you. How long have you been on match? And they'd be like, seven years. <laughs> seven years. And you haven't found that special someone? Well, no, I'm really picky. <laughs> Maybe they're not the problem. Maybe Bob's the problem here. Just uh, how observation. Would, how would you start a date? How would I start a date? Oh, uh, huh. I don't know. Like, you don't... I don't think you can go... This is kind of like the the show like if you go into obviously you have a couple of ideas which one you say but if you go in heavily scripted it's not gonna work and i think it dates like that too like if you go in with this like attitude of okay i want to i want to accomplish abc like these this is my list like you, you can't script it you just have to like you know something goofy happens when you're walking in with another person well you riff on that for a few minutes and then you just kind of just Play it out, I guess. Okay. Heavily scripted. I'm not a heavily scripted person. I like to have some bullets and go. That's it. Interesting. Because <clears throat> I'm really type A, type A and want to just get shit done. So I'm like ready to dive in. Tell hey, me about can, your we life. We can cuss on here? Yeah. Oh, hell yeah. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, tell me about your life. Tell, tell me, me about your life. Tell me all about you. What's your favorite... <laughs> coffee place what is your sign <laughs> <laughs> oh my god it was so i don't fun. know i don't know it's, i can't believe you didn't have like a phrase like i don't it's been a long time i don't <laughs> maybe i had a phrase maybe i had material you i don't know dated for a really long time though so, yeah you know yeah maybe it got old how long have you been on match 11 years 11 years, Ten years. <laughs> <laughs> and we were both in it for different reasons i was in it to catch a husband you were wow. in it to have a wild time right? <laughs> well, <don't, laughs> 
I was in it to quit being alone every weekend. That's what I was in it for. Oh, honey. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Back, so I'm so sorry. I keep we keep derailing. Back to the story. So after all these weeks, isn't that hilarious? People have been on on dating sites for like years, and I'm like, all these weeks, all these amazing dates. And, uh, you know, we'd go hiking and whatever. Um, I got a little fed up with the Match app. And all of a sudden, and I don't know, again, if you have never been on a dating site, you wake up and you get like, match of the day. And it's like all these eligible bachelors or bachelorettes. And all of a sudden, Derek's face would show up like multiple days in a row. Derek, was this happening to you on, my, on your end? Probably With not. you? Yeah. I don't think so. The way I remember it is you messaged me, which is always like the number one way to get, like, get a guy interested <laughs> is, okay, okay, you're into it. You, you're Because you've already crossed a certain, like when you message a woman, there's a certain level of convincing there that uh, you're not a terrible person and you want to hang out with him. But when you message me, well, we've already cleared some barriers here. Yeah. So there's already a She's certain... She's ready to play. That's right. I guess so, yeah. Fun. Yeah. <laughs> Do you remember what I said? No. Okay. You keep popping up or something yeah. like that. Yeah. So I thought I could just outsmart the algorithm by having Cause, a... Because humans out outthink computer algorithms all the time. <laughs> all the 100%. time. 100%. <laughs> The computers are dumb. We're okay, the smart ones. So he kept showing up like day after day after day after. And I'm like, why is this freaking guy keep showing up? He is not in my criteria. He didn't fit any of the boxes that I had put out nope. there, which was not. I mean, like, come on. I didn't like uneducated, <laughs> not handsome, <laughs> uh, loud, annoying. Yes. All of these things. <laughs> So I'm going to outsmart the, the algorithm. So I'm like, okay, if I just have like a quick coffee with this idiot, he'll stop showing up <laughs> on my matches of the day, my bachelors of the day. So I send him a message. And I'm like, hey, hey, dude, I don't even know if your name was there. Hey, hey Derek. Dude. Hey, dude. Um, I don't know if this is happening to you, but you keep showing up on my matches every morning. And maybe we should just get some coffee. Like I wasn't going to tell him my master plan to outsmart the algorithm. Yes. Outsmart <laughs> like, these supercomputers. Let's just get some coffee. And so then what happened? Uh, then we uh, met, right? We never had coffee. No, we didn't have coffee. Why, no. why did it take a week for us to get together? I don't know. I was up here in Northwood. I lived in Fort Smith. I was up here at um, a birthday slash going away party. And we started out at a guy's house, and then we were all going to go to the bars. Um, I didn't make it to the bars because I went to see you. Uh -huh. so that's that's that was it. That was that it. Was it. <laughs> and it's really hilarious because we both had really different experiences when we first met each other. Again, Derek had been single for eleven years. I can't imagine how many hundreds of dates he had been on. But I had been single for like five seconds, so. Um, I remember when he, he actually, what, I'm like, how much do we want to divulge here? Not that much. Okay. <laughs> when we first locked eyes, it was dark outside. And I remember getting this like zing. I got like this All zing, right. like, whoa. Again, I was here to outsmart the algorithm, not marry this guy. And um, the algorithm showed you. I know. I, I remember exactly what I was wearing. Like I was feeling super sexy and I had this like 
black sequined tank top and I had shorter hair then but like makeup was done I don't remember what pants I had on but I think I might have even had some heels like it was pretty sexy but I have no idea what you were wearing but I do remember the zing when I first looked at you I think I was wearing one of those shirts you hate the um the old man short sleeve button downs like the, like cabana wear you were yeah I thought those were good-looking shirts back then. Yeah. They are good-looking shirts. It's like a Hawaiian shirt that a man would wear. Yeah, but it wasn't Hawaiian. It was a solid color. I had a light blue one and a black one. Yeah. And the light blue one is gone, and I still have the black one, unless you threw it away, which (laughs) may have happened. I thrown it away. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so did you experience any of the zinging that I did? Yeah, of course. Oh, please. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. You don't think of, like, you don't know that this is going to be, like, it. Mm-hmm. Like, you don't know. You're just like, all right, here's another person to meet. Okay. And then, okay. But this was an important person to meet, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, I suppose. Eight years later, yes, right. you suppose? <laughs> I suppose, yes. <laughs> so we started dating, and how many dates in did we turn our match off together? I don't know. A month, maybe? No. I mean, it wasn't... Probably. I don't know. It wasn't that long. And I remember... This, so, go ahead. This was very decisive, as has been just about everything, everything we've done. <laughs> it started there, and, like, we, we buy things, and it's like... Like, when we buy houses, we looked at... We looked at three. Or the third one's like, stop, shut it down, done, this one. Yep. Got it. Okay. Hot tubs, same hot tubs, cars, <laughs> all these different things. Yeah, meals, meals. Well, maybe not meals. Nobody, nobody can. Or no one can agree on meals. I'm always like, you're gonna eat a billion times in your life. Just freaking choose a place. Like, <laughs> I don't even care. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So I remember. Again, I'm like ready to take this pretty serious, and I'm surprised that didn't scare you. Not to mention, I had well, two it children. It did. Remember? It did. Yeah. Can you say the phrase? You because I said, uh, <laughs> well, you wanted to like move this thing along, and I'm like, you know, I figure, you know, in three years we'll be married or whatever. And I said, nobody's going to war here, so I mean, let's just. What's the hurry? You know. <laughs> And I'm like, I have a three and a half year or four and a half year old, one and a half year old. Like I have a child still in diapers. Yes. And I look at him with this cloth diapers. That was really fun. I remember looking at you and being like, I freaking need help now. (laughs) (laughs) Three years. These kids are going to be half grown. Like I need help now. And you know what else was really interesting? And I remember telling you this as well. When you would leave me, so Derek was in Fort Smith and I lived in Fayetteville, actually very close to where we live now. And when he would, he'd come and hang out with me for the weekend when I didn't have kids. And then sometimes throughout the week, we would see each other as well. I would drive down to Fort Smith to see him. So I remember when I would leave or when you would leave, like my heart would literally ache. It felt like this empty cavern and it would physically hurt me. And I remember telling you, like, I want to wake up with you every morning and have wine with you before we go to bed outside. And, like, I want to spend. We've never done that. We've never done that, not one time. But I was like, I want to live life with you and experience all of this together. And I need help with these little kids. Um, What do you mean? (laughs) We're not going off to war. Three years. (laughs) 
Yeah. So we had a super fast engagement. We met in April. We were engaged by October. Probably, yeah. And then we married the following January. So yes. fast and furious. That's right. Yeah. And here we are. And here we are. <laughs> So this whole conversation so, yeah, was let's supposed to... Yeah, talk about to, all the fun stuff we've done. Now. Yeah, it was supposed to center around, and I guess has centered around manifesting. And so I thought it was appropriate to start with the very first manifestation ever between the two of us, which was each other. But also, I'd love to hear you probably talk a little bit more on this since the, they constantly hear from me, <laughs> the audience, about manifesting. But what has it been like for you? I, I will never forget the first car that you had that died literally in my driveway. Oh, the uh, the Trailblazer, yeah, yeah. I was coming up to see you, and it um, at about the uh, the the exit off the interstate, it was not working right. And by the time I got to your house, it was done. It was over, and we left it in the garage. And we went somewhere on a trip in your car, obviously. Branson. Yes. We okay, we went to Branson. And, uh, yeah, so I get back and have to deal with this thing, and it was it was over. Belt had messed up a bunch of other stuff in there when the belt blew up, so uh, I think I got, like, $250 for that car, <laughs> and uh, I got a uh, a Camry, which I drove the crap out of. There were, there were parts missing. There were dents in the front. I was hitting things with it. That wasn't good. Mm-hmm. Then what I get? Then I got the CRV. Uh-huh. And that was pretty good. Although a deer did hit me in the CRV once when I took you to the airport one morning at like 5 a.m. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's right. I remember you used to hit armadillos all the time in the Corolla. And that's yes. why we were like, I'm like, I, we need to keep you safe. We need yeah. to get you an SUV. We have had so many cars in the last eight years together. I made a whole list. We had the Corolla, the CRV. We had an Equinox. I had a Mercedes. Oh, Derek, what, a, what a treat that Mercedes oh, was, too, by the way. That's the funniest story. Yes. So I am at the house, and no one's there. And I happen to be walking by the kitchen window, and I see this black Mercedes SUV pull in the driveway. I'm like, who is this? And then you got out. And I was like, oh, all right. So We're doing this now. <laughs> this, is, this is what we're doing now. And we went for a ride, and the first thing I noticed is, like, not the air vent, but those little vents on the top of the dashboard. Those were broken. <laughs> there is a co- what we hope is a coffee stain on the ceiling above the driver's seat. And, uh, yeah, it was uh, – and there were no legroom. The Germans are apparently a very short people. I didn't know that. <laughs> I didn't know there was no legroom. So, yeah. And uh, you had to put premium in it every time to that was so fun. <laughs> so the backstory on that is I always wanted a Mercedes and on so every year I would do a vision board. For any of you that vision board out there, you understand what I'm talking about. And this particular Mercedes, I don't even remember what kind it was anymore, but it's that kind of boxy, sexy boxy look in black was on my was on my vision board every single year for like 3 or 4 years. And all of a sudden, I was like I'm freaking going to get a Mercedes. And I saw that my local dealership had the exact kind that I wanted, the exact kind of my vision board. You got it. And I just went and did it. And at that point, I had a mentor who really encouraged me to go live my truth. (laughs) So I traded in whatever I was driving at Equinox, I guess, at that time and had my first Mercedes. And man, I felt fancy in it. But let me tell you, 
one week after owning this car. So I think we traded that in June or July. I mean, it was August. It was like 100 degrees outside. And that car smelled like cat. (laughs) And that's probably like a nice scent to, I mean, it was so bad. It was so gross. I'd have to like roll all the windows down just to be able to drive it. And I couldn't put a client in it. It was humiliating. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, so that's because yeah, you still had p- clients that would come visit then mm-hmm. from time to time. Not as much for Walmart now, for no. buyer meetings, and I'd have to, I'd I would not pick them up in that have car. To shuttle them around. I guess I'd use your car instead. So I didn't have the Mercedes all that long. I feel like it was less than a year before I was like, "This is not going to work" because I might look professional from the outside, but if you yeah. sat in that car, <laughs> it's a mess. <laughs> it's a mess. So that's when I got my first Cadillac. So since then, we've had uh, two Cadillacs, and now I've learned the beauty of leasing and your company owning your cars. Mm-hmm. So the company owns both of our cars, and Derek does some work for Growth Spurs, so we can write that off, which is fantastic. So another thing that we've manifested and learned to manifest fairly quickly has been houses. Yes, 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 we have, because we would come to the neighborhood we are sitting in today multiple times a week because the neighborhood was being developed and the houses were in various stages of completion and you could just walk in them usually yes they were and the ones that were done were oftentimes unlocked there wasn't the realtor lockbox and we'd walk through <laughs> like every, we probably walked through every house in this neighborhood yeah. at one point or another, um, and uh, yeah, so that's uh, that started that. Yeah, yeah, and this is really our dream home. This was the home that we wished we could have had when we were first together. We lived in Alma. We lived off another road in Fayetteville, and then now we live here. We lived in the county. We, now we, now we, yeah. We lived in the county. That's right. Now we're in this. You're, city. you're having to uh, pass uh, to get to our house, which is a, a good house, but to get there, you're passing, um, you know, handmade signs on trees that are like, "Don't come in here, or I'll shoot you." <laughs> you know that kind of stuff. In like, you know, uh, lawnmower shops where all of the guys' parts are spread out in the yard. He's yes. not in a garage or anything. Oh yeah. You pass that, and then you get to where we live. Yeah, we live by Bubba. That's right. So the art of manifesting your house. So what I taught my family is you have to see it, feel it and experience it in order to have it. So to Derek's point, we would drive through this neighborhood like almost every day until we had this house. We would come and walk through the neighborhood and have mm-hmm. our family exercise. We Because where we lived, there was no subdivision, and we were right on a main access point road. And it was, it was a, We're like, on a 50-mile-an-hour <laughs> speed limit road. It was really, really hard to get exercise in there, and we lived on a slope, so we couldn't even have a pool. It was ridiculous. It was a great house if we had been retired in about 30, 20, 30 years. It would be yeah. great to go back to, but it was not conducive to our family. So we'd come over here and get a few miles in and walk and like really experience living in the neighborhood and looking at the mountains and imagine living here. And then with the houses that we would walk through when we finally decided on a few that we liked, we'd start envisioning our furniture in there. We'd make a list of new furniture that we needed to to buy. We'd get on I'd get on Wayfair and like pick out the window treatments. Like you have to when you manifest something as big as a house, you really truly have to 
almost convince your mind that you already have it. And then the second part to that is just getting curious about how to executionally make it happen, which Mm -hmm. as a type A person is like my favorite. So I went to the bank and I went to a lender and I realized that I could, um, you know, do some sort of loans because of the business that I had that allowed us to put a huge chunk down Mm. that, that we were able to get the house. We did some very creative financing. I was actually in Italy with my mom on a client trip when we closed on this house. I was doing deals from Italy from a mm-hmm. coffee shop. And it was like down to the wire, but we made it happen. And we are so happy to live here. So one other thing I wanted to chat about before we get finished, a couple, two more things. But one is, let's talk about vacations. Mm. Like we have done a lot. Yes. I grew up with the um, mindset that you never go anywhere for some reason. And then you are like, why can't we go to this place or that place or whatever? And so you figure it out. We've been to Hawaii. Um, I flew back all night to do a show from Hawaii. That was a (laughs) terrible mistake. (laughs) But the jet lag was real. Yeah. I didn't know how bright a plane was at one o'clock in the morning. Mm -hmm. You would figure, oh, everybody's sleeping. No, no, they're not. What's wrong with you people? And on one flight there, um, one of the connecting flights, my seatmate sat down and probably 30 seconds and she was asleep. And I was very jealous. I'm like, damn it. Why can't I be this way? Why can't I do that? So, yeah. Well, we've been everywhere. We've been to North Carolina and Georgia and Florida a bunch of times. Kansas City. And you forget about some of those trips. Tulsa. Mm. Saw Hamilton in Tulsa. Yeah. That was good. That was a day trip. That wasn't really a vacation. We went over there and came back, but still, we did it. New York. Oh, my God. New York. Multiple Twice. Times. Yeah. Yeah. Once with kids. Yep. You hate New York. I love it. <laughs> so. I love Hawaii in the way that you love New York. Yeah. Well, I love Hawaii, too, but I don't know. <laughs> the time – when you – what was weird to me on that one – was seeing people get up in the middle of the flight and they're like stretching in the aisles. Yeah. And that's where it like hit home to me like, we're going to be in this plane a really long time, aren't we? How long was that long leg? <laughs> Probably four hours, yeah. I think, from California and to... And it depends on um, wind patterns because I remember the flight there was like five, five and a half hours. Yeah. But back you like somehow gain an hour back. Well, because you have the winds. tailwind. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. 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 God, that's the longest flight ever. Yeah. yeah, we've. You can't really gripe about a flight to Hawaii, though. Yeah. You know, because you're going to Hawaii. Most people don't get to do that. That first trip that I had to Hawaii, which was without Derek. So one thing about our marriage that is completely different from my first marriage is Derek never says no, and I also don't really ask permission. <laughs> no, I like, don't have a chance to say no. Like the Mercedes. So like the um, podcast. Like this podcast. Um. Okay, so Hawaii the first time. <clears throat> I read this lady's book. I reached out to her to see if she'd be a mentor. I quickly got invited to go attend her event in Hawaii with a bunch of women I'd never met in my entire life. I'd never left the continental U.S. in my life. And to go that far away felt really foreign and weird. And I was so sick. At this point, I didn't realize I get motion sick in the air. And Derek knows I've been to New York multiple times where I get really sick being in the air that long. 
I get migraines and I throw up in the air in the airplane. Well, fun. This trip to Hawaii, my first trip alone in the middle of the night, because I took a red eye, I literally, guys, I thought I was going to die. I kept throwing up and having to run to the bathroom and I was not even near a bathroom. So I would have to stand up while I was motion sick, find my way to the bathroom in the middle of the night, puke, get back to my seat, (laughs) feel like I'm going to puke again, get back up. I mean, everyone was looking at me like, what is wrong with this person? I'm probably white as a sheet. And I finally get there and my head is just like excruciatingly painful. And then I have to figure out how to get a taxi to get to the hotel at like 4 a.m. It was insane. So at least now I've learned to take some freaking Dramamine and I'm good to go. Important lesson. Yeah. So not to make Hawaii sound terrible. We had an amazing trip, saw waterfalls, literally drove the entire island of Kona. Mm-hmm. The it big was island, yep. So fabulous. Yep. So I also, Derek, was raised very conservatively. Mm-hmm. And meaning that we didn't also vacation. Like the only time I ever went to the ocean was with my dad and stepmom when I was like a teenager. And we would go to Gulf Shores. <laughs> that was yeah. as far as we went. We went to the beach when my aunt and uncle moved to Destin. That's the only reason we went to the... They were there. Yeah. Like, we didn't just go to go. And we went on trips. Like, we'd go to Branson and stuff. But usually there was always... My dad had a timeshare at this uh, little resort in Arkansas. And we'd go there. And mostly he'd play golf all day. And we'd go to the pool with mom. But most of, there was always, like, another reason to go on the trip. Like, we went to Colorado Springs. But my sister had a basketball tournament. So that was kind of the... We did get to go up on Pikes Peak, but... Most of it was in a gym in Colorado, <laughs> right. which is not where you want to be. So, And my experiences know. were camping. I was raised oh. by a single mom, and that was literally our big thing. We would go to uh, Petty Jean. And uh, we also camped a lot in Hot Springs where I grew up. But we would go to Petty Jean, and we would you know, pitch our tent. We'd hike to the falls at least one or two times a day. And I'd have like M&Ms in my pocket and I would eat it when we got to the fall. Like that was the level of excitement as a kid. And I thought that was totally normal and it was great. I mean, my kids have been to Disney world like more times than I can count, probably close to 10 with their dad. Now that we've been divorced, he takes them every single year and universal studios. And so I don't know, something shifted in me when I joined Mary Kay, when I was 18 And it was like all of a sudden the world was open and I was open, like this open vessel to receive all of life's abundance. And it shifted. And that's where I learned to manifest. And so now my, like Derek and I don't talk about like, oh, maybe if we scrimp and save, we can get to Europe. It's like, sweet, let's write out a list of places that we want to go and start knocking them off our list. Right? It's just such a totally different mindset. And I find too... We had a conversation, Derek, you and I, just the other day about this, where we were talking about money. And you said, like, oh, well, I can just, like, pare back the satellite TV and, like, pare back this. And, do like, I can get a smaller car because I understand that, like, I'm not contributing as much. And so I want to, you know, whatever. And I just looked at you and I'm like, well, we'll just go make more money. Like, to me, that's the, like, that's the solution in life is, like, there's so many ways to make income just go make a little bit more money. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I feel like it's also a mindset thing. Yeah. Part of manifestation isn't just thinking and feeling and going on Wayfair. It's physically taking the steps to make it happen. Because everybody does that. Like everybody dreams about this, but it's the next part of like 
Let's do it. Let's yeah. figure it out. Everybody wants to go on these trips and go and buy all these things. Um, but the difference is having the mental fortitude to figure out how to do it. And not just stopping at, well, that's a, that's a nice wish. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Like, Taking some action, not being afraid to work. And not Mm -hmm. being afraid to look at your current circumstance from just a little bit different perspective Mm -hmm. of like, well, what if I just raised my rates by $100 per client? Well, there you go. In a month or two, you've probably already paid for your vacation. Right. So the last thing I wanted to talk about as we wrap this up is our current lifestyle. Because I feel like the way that you and I do life on a daily basis is entirely different than the rest of humanity. And I am so incredibly grateful for what we've created together. So maybe you could talk some about this. Well, I guess it's, how is it different for you? Uh, we don't get up and have to commute. We don't. Oh yeah. We don't have alarm clocks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. all of that. Well, that helps because I'm not doing a morning show anymore because I did have an alarm when I had to wake up at 345 in the morning every day. Now I'm in the afternoon. So, you know. I could, in theory, wake up at you know a quarter to one and, and go to work. But which, P.S. You totally manifested the job that you currently have because for years you would say, "Did I, I? wish I had an afternoon show? Did I, I want to have an afternoon show? I want to have that time slot." Well, I had just um, I was not doing I was not working for you anymore, and I was like sitting around doing nothing, uh, and came up with an idea about doing a couple times a week podcast and doing that and getting that distributed. And we had that deal done and that was working. And then the afternoon person quit and I got a phone call and they said, well, the first person we called was Chuck Barrett and he wasn't interested. So then we called you and I'm like, well, that's pretty good. The second, I mean, that's, that's better than being eighth on on the list. You know what I mean? So, um, I was like, yeah. And then um, um, it was pretty evident early on. I don't like to sit and talk to myself for three hours. So Zach becomes a part of the deal. We have breakfast a couple times and kind of hash out, all right, if we do this, what will it be? Um, and then the suits get involved and all these silly ideas for titles come up. And I'm like, no, no, listen, call the show Ruskin and Zach because that's who we are. Like, we don't need a title. If one of us gets fired, we're going to change the name of the show anyway. So it might as well just be our names. And that's what we did. So there it is. Ruskin and Zach. Three to seven weekdays. <laughs> Check your local listing. <laughs> yeah. It's weird, though, how that all lined up. With, it is. It's great. With the fact that I had been sitting around watching game shows for a few months, being rejected by the post office. Uh, to work there True story. and uh and then all of a sudden hey uh you want to do this i'm like yeah why not so there it is okay so back <laughs> to how our life is different <clears throat> we've well, we don't created have a very intentional life no. to derek's point we don't have alarms our kids also are schooling from home they don't even have alarms um, speaking of alarms, they don't even have alarms, <laughs> which is fantastic. So everybody gets more than enough sleep. We work for both of us pretty much work from home other than the few hours that you yeah. leave to go do the show. Um, when Derek comes home, we all get to have dinner together. It's just a super intentional life that I feel like a bunch of years ago, 
we didn't have. And to your point, you were getting and, up to do a 6 a.m. show. And the other thing I made happen was the uh, the other job I have with uh, Bentonville West High School, mm-hmm. which is I heard about a few months ahead of time they needed somebody to do the games, and I was going to do it. And then I didn't hear anything. And then like a couple weeks before the first game, I was like, I called somebody there, and I'm like, you'll still need this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I've done every football game they played. I've done almost every basketball game. Um, I got the flu and missed a couple. And then we saw Don Henley once. or I've missed a few basketball games. But I've done every football game. And um, so, yeah, that kind of – and every year it's like July or August. I'll leave it. Hey, still want to do this? And they're like, okay, great. So that's <laughs> all it is. But I, I kind of made that happen. And now I am um, doing – what I really love to do, like the talk show thing is nice, but I've wanted to do play-by-play for sports since I was in third grade. So this is what I want to do. Mm-hmm. And I get to do it at the highest level in Arkansas high school sports. And it's an added bonus that the school was to, the school's totally brand new. So now I get to say I've seen every game they've ever played. In football. So that's kind of a neat bit of trivia, I guess, too. And a lot of the basketball games, too. So that's been fun. A lot of, a lot of cool stuff's happened there. So. Okay. <clears throat> so to close this up, I think I have a question for you. Yeah. Um, you're obviously a co-creator in what we do in our life, how we live our days, what we go do next, what we buy next, whatever that is. And I'm wondering if for some of the people listening, I have a lot of male audience, um, if they are married to someone like me, (laughs) how do you, I mean, what is it like to have a wife like come home and just bring a new car home and you be cool with it or be like, oh, by the way, I'm going to go to Hawaii in two weeks. How do you encourage that kind of freedom and empowerment so that you can fully live a life in the way that you and I have co-created this? I mean... I don't really know how to encourage it because I'm just like, I just roll with it. Like, I don't know. Like, it's not upsetting to me. I don't, you know, these people that have these joint Facebook accounts. Yeah. Joint email accounts. That's really creepy. You know, (laughs) like we're two people. And so like, you've got stuff going on. I've got stuff going on and it's just like, you know, whatever it happens. So make it happen. You're going to do that? Okay, cool. I'm going to you're going to go away for a weekend with um your um your women's group. Great. I'm going to sit at home and watch football all weekend and yeah. it's going to be quiet here. And it's and so okay. So, I don't know. I guess looking at it from the other side of okay, no one's going to be here all weekend. So I don't have to wear pants. This is going to be great. And I can eat whatever I want. So just looking at that. And the truth is that when you, and this is this is going to sound like bullshit, but it's true. Um, it feels good to say bullshit into a microphone, by the way, because yes. I can't do this in my day job. Um, when everybody's gone, like the first, I think you said this too. When everybody's gone, the first day is great. And then the second day you're like, nobody here. <laughs> so it kind of sucks. But anyway. That's been my observation. I think you've said the same thing because yeah, I'll lonely. be gone. Sometimes the game will be so far away that I'll stay down there. Like when I'm, 
They play. Uh, they played in Little Rock this year, so I stayed in Little Rock because I didn't want to drive back at two a.m. And um, I think your experience was the same, right? Like for a few hours, it's great, and then you're like, "There's nobody here." Yeah, it's <laughs> lonely. I don't know what to do with myself. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's this is a big place when no one's in here. Yeah, you it know? is. Yeah, for sure. Right. I like the noise. I love you. I love you. Thank, Thank you, you for being on the show. Did I do good? You did so good. Okay, good. All right. right. Thanks, guys. And next week, we'll get back on our Bricks and Clicks podcast of something retail related that's not just all about me and my husband. (laughs) Thanks for listening, guys. Bye.